Fantastic. Awesome. Nobody's typed in any tiny wins. I want to see some tiny wins. Um, okay. So welcome everyone to Naturally Healthy Club week nine. Um, so our, our topic today is we handle our emotions without food. Okay. Jen said, um, leaving food on my plate, this is no less than amazing. Let's celebrate Jen for her tiny win. Yeah. That's so awesome, Jen. See, you can do it. Like, um, excellent. Kim's saying doing well, pausing and leaving space. Beautiful. Yes. I love your idea of spaciousness, Kim. So good. Um, yeah. So like to anyone else got a, any tiny wins that they want to want to share before I start, start talking? That's two good ones. Um, but also like with the leaving from your plate, that, that is amazing. But also remember like you don't necessarily like there'll be some meals where you, you like enough is eating everything on your plate. So you don't always have to be doing that. Um, but it, it is really helpful. But yeah, I love this idea of pausing, leaving space, Kim. Okay, so plan for today is, first of all, going to share news and we're going to do a quick recap on where we're at being so far. We'll talk about homework. We're going to recap our, our prep process. Um, then we're going to talk about this idea of handling our emotions without food. And this is actually a really big piece of work that we're going to be doing, but I wanted to just give you guys an introduction to this because it's really helpful for the enough challenge because a lot of the times it's like the negative emotion comes up and that's one of the reasons why we want to keep eating. So I wanted to start introducing you to this idea and giving you some, some ways to, to navigate that. Um, just knowing that you know, it's this is this is a, a lot of work for all of us, and um, even if you feel like you're not an emotional eater, like there will be something, some ways that you're that something that you can you can get from this. So um, all of us will, will will benefit. So we're going to be talking about um, what is emotional eating, and we'll talk about why we need negative emotion. We'll talk about handle how to handle emotional eating. Um, and we're going to do a little exercise and we're going to talk about self-soothing. So that is plan for today. So in terms of news, um, our next special dietary requirements call is, I haven't put, updated my date here, but it's um, next week, I think, on Monday, Sydney time. So that's going to be um, Sunday evening US time. So that's coming up. Then the next um, stop over drinking slash stop over sugaring call will be in the beginning of first week of April. So we've done the March one. Um, okay, and we're in the middle of the, the enough challenge. So we're into week two, but it's something that you can start at any time. So if you haven't started yet, like totally no time like the present, um, you're welcome to join in at any time. And doing this challenge is so fun. Like it's so part of the work that we're doing. So it, it's not too late. All you need to do is just go into circle and there's a challenges section. So find the enough challenge and that has all the details there of how to join in. Uh, but it's so worth doing this work and it's fun. Um, and there's prizes. So, <laughs> and um, oh, and I have actually ordered the, the prizes for the daily practice challenge. So they are in the post to me, and then I need to post them out to the world or get Caroline to do that. So that I haven't forgotten about that. That is coming, and there'll be a different prize for the um, for the for the enough challenge. So just know that that's it's definitely worth your while. 
Um, okay, and then all oh, the other thing. Is anyone else getting an echo? Mm, no? Okay, maybe it's just my headphones. Um, okay, the next one. Oh, other news. Time change is next week. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's next week. So that's Australians and Europeans. All calls are going to be the same. But for the US, all calls will be like one hour earlier. Um, oh, sorry, Caroline. Yeah. Just let me. Uh, okay. Sorry, everyone. Just trying to make Caroline co-host, which I didn't do. Now I can't see her participants. Okay. Just bear with me. Make co-host. Awesome. Yeah, so time change next week for, um, for North Americans, but not for the rest of the world. And then Australian clocks change next, I think, and then U UK clocks change. So bear with me. It's going to be a bit choppy and changey over the next few weeks. Uh, but it's all in, um, in the call schedule in Circle, and I've also put it in the, um, in, the, in the weekly emails as well so you can see what's coming up. Okay, so that is it. Oh, yeah, and just a reminder that the, um, I'm still doing the daily private podcast feed, so that's, that's, that's there for those of you that are wanting a little thought for the day. Okay, so now let's recap on where we've been so far. So week one was change is possible. Week two, we did our work around belief plans and uncovering our obstacle thoughts. Week three, we um, did we track our progress where we were weighing ourselves every day and we did our progress, our first progress quiz, quiz, yeah, quiz, progress quiz. Um, then week four was we maximized pleasure. So that was talking around, around and also talking about goals. Then we had the, had the live event and in that there were three parts to it. So there was the self-talk, um, self-concept and habits, our four-part process, and then nutrition. Then week five, we spoke about hunger and the three different types of hunger. Week six was learning from daily weighing. So the, like understanding and getting better at um, diagnosing what's gone wrong. Um, and then week seven was we did our first full week of enough. Uh, week eight which is last week where we went through anticipating enough obstacles so like anticipating the common um, things that come up with with when you're learning this skill of stopping when we've had enough and then week nine today is we handle our emotions without food and just a reminder that if you miss any of the if you've missed any of these sessions don't try and catch up like jump back into the current session first and then if you do get time or you feel inspired go back but remember i'm repeating and we you're, you're not going to get you're not going to miss out like you're exactly where you need to be okay so then homework so this is six things so you, if you haven't already um strongly encourage you to do the exercise and create your belief plan and um they'll, there's a link in the notes to that that's from week two um, then we want you to start tracking in some way so whether that's weighing yourself every day or taking the progress tracking quiz once a month or doing both then um, homework number three is we want is to like set set goals 
um, and write, you want to add your goals to your belief plan so that you're writing them out every day. And I can't tell you how important that is to be writing your goals every day. There's something really magical that happens in our brains and connecting to the universe. And just when we start to write down our goals every day, like that's when we really make progress towards them. Um, so that's important. Number four was to post a review, which we can probably pull that off because most people have done a review, I think. And then number five was to create your list of go-to meals. So if you haven't done that exercise yet, that's super, just, it's one of those things that makes life so much easier if you have a bit of an idea of what your, your go-to options are. So that um, exercise is in the live event in the nutrition hour, the details on how to do that exercise and get your go-to meals and a list of recipes. And then our final homework, of course, is to join the Enough Challenge, which I've just spoken about. So that's where we are at with homework. So we're really, at this point in time, most of us are just focusing on the Enough Challenge because the other things are done. But of course, if you haven't, there's plenty of time, no time like the present to do them now. Okay, now to talk about our four-part process. So just a reminder that like, just coaching is like Netflix. Like I'm teaching you a lot of different concepts some will resonate, some won't. You don't need to watch everything, listen to everything, consume everything to get the results. So you, it's, it's like you wouldn't expect to watch everything on Netflix. It's the same here with Naturally Healthy Club. So you don't need to read every post on Circle or do everything to get results. What you do need to do is just focus on applying the process in your own way, in a way that feels good for you. So our process, we remember it from Je suis prêt, which is the French for I am ready. And so P, the P for prêt, the P-R-E-T, the P stands for a daily practice and that's doing our five-minute daily exercise where we do our belief plan um, and we write down our goals and also where we, um, where we look at, like that's the time that we'd spend if we want to review what happened and what we can learn from it. Or we can anticipate, like spend some time imagining our day ahead and anticipating how we're going to navigate any obstacles that come up, like this idea of practicing in our minds. And then the other thing, other thing that can be included in this is um, this idea of like planning and what you're going to eat for the day. And it's up to you how you structure that planning and how detailed you make it. And it's really more about the process of planning rather than actually having this amazing plan that give, gives you the benefit. So we want to be just thinking through our day. That's going to give you most of the benefits. It's not actually sticking to the plan and following the plan to the letter. So just like being flexible with it, but just taking that time to think through, okay, I'm going out for lunch, you know, or I'm going to be home late and just, just planning a day. And, and it can be as like, you know, you can be thinking like my plan today is I'm having like boiled eggs and pesto and um, some veggies for lunch, but it could, but I could, it could have just, I could have just planned lunch knowing that like, I would have something that doesn't really matter what I'm having. Where you do want to be more specific is um, when you're planning treats or alcohol. So if you're, yeah, like if you're going to have a cookie today, like you want to decide in ahead of time, you know, how, like what that cookie is going to be, like how much you're going to have rather than waiting to be, and this is particularly helpful for alcohol as well, rather than waiting in the moment, you want to have those boundaries set and doing it during a daily practice is a really great way to do that. 
So that's P for practice. Um, then R is for reviews. So everyone's like, it's been great seeing a lot more people posting reviews and a lot more people commenting on other people's reviews because like encouraging each other is really part of, you know, the joy of being in a group like this. So it feels good to encourage someone. It also feels good to get encouragement. So keep doing that. Like you guys are doing a great job. Um, and actually, while we're talking about circle, like um, feel free to post other things in circle as well. It doesn't just have to be your reviews and it doesn't. So, so other things that you can post is if you come across an inspiring quote, like post that. Or if you come across a podcast episode that you find really helpful, like feel free to post things if you find it inspiring and you think it's going to be useful for someone else. Um, I love Bengi Sue this week. She posted a recipe like that she'd made tuna and veggies have done it amazing so if, yeah like you're welcome to post recipes like it's, it's anything that feels inspiring and you think, think is going to be good if you want to post photos of your enough challenge and how you're going with that so far um you know if you want to post someone posted like they'd left food on their plate and actually who is that um jane i think has like she's actually set up in the enough challenge where she did a post and she's just using that as a journal so she's put, putting comments on that post as she's going through the enough challenge so that's something that you might like to do as a personal record of, of the challenge to share your journey with the group but have it all in the one spot so make a post and then just add to it you can add comments to that same post you could bookmark it and just keep going back to that post and adding comments so that was a really cool idea um, yeah, you're welcome to share photos. Like Bengi Sue did a tiny win and she shared a photo of her, her chocolate, which was awesome. Um, yeah, so we just want to, like anything that feels inspiring, definitely share. And it's been great actually seeing more people post, like just the tiny wins. It's like the little noticing. And even some things were like, it was like someone posted, I can't remember, but it was like, it was just that they noticed was the was the was the win, whereas before it would have just been on autopilot. And that is so great because our brains want to discount any progress that we make. Like we have this negativity bias. And so the more that we take time to like notice and celebrate our achievements and our wins and our shifts, like the more of them we're going to have. It just gives us that momentum. And as a group, like seeing other people celebrate their tiny wins gives you ideas. It gives you confidence. Like it's really, it becomes a circle of spiral of goodness. So, um, so yeah, keep doing that. That that's great. Um, I love love that. It's great to have more engagement in the circle group. Um, but by the same token, I was talking to someone this morning. She's oh, I'm not very active. I feel like I'm missing out. And it's like you don't have to like circle like in that engagement. It's fun. It's there for you if you like. Some people really thrive on that. But if you're someone that doesn't like sharing a lot and you don't like posting, like that's completely too cool too. Like you can totally become a naturally healthy person without posting a single thing on um, on on Circle. I've had people I've worked with that I've they've just sent me like over the time a couple of messages. They haven't turned up to any live coaching calls. They haven't. They've just listened to their replays. They've got to work on themselves. They've maybe messaged me if they've needed um, needed like a little bit of guidance, but like, you know, but in the same, they've still got to being becoming like change, radically change their relationship with food and achieve their goals. So you don't have to do any of this stuff and don't feel like you're missing out. Like if you, if it feels just be, be guided by like trusting your own wisdom of what feels good to you. And if it feels nourishing and it feels inspiring and it feels like, yeah, this is helping me, 
go for it. But if it doesn't also go for it, like you, like, it's really important to like, just trust your inner wisdom and your inner judgment on these things. Just knowing that there's like, like the Netflix metaphor, like you don't have to do everything and be a part of everything to get where you want to go. Like it just, it's you, you're, you're being guided. It's all happening in the right, right time. Okay. So that's, oh, that was, oh, review. I haven't even done enough. Okay. <laughs> um, so PR, Pret, P, um, practice review enough. So we're doing a whole challenge on enough. And um, so just, it's been great to see how people are grappling with this. Just the thing I want to say with the enough piece is just remember, this is a new skill you're learning. And so there's going to be, it's, it's like, like all new skills, it gets, can be messy. And there's times where you get it right. And there's times where you don't, and don't just, just be careful of what you make it mean. Like if you overeat, it just means you, it means you're overeat. It doesn't mean that you're never going to get this. If you keep cleaning your plate, it just means you, you, you keep cleaning your plate. It doesn't mean that you're not churning, changing. It doesn't mean that you're not going, going to go. Like you just want to just catch yourself in those moments and, and be careful what you make things mean. And just know that it's meant to be messy and that's meant to be up and down and in particularly at this, this, this phase for most of you. And that's okay. Like that's how we learn is by we learn actually I actually think we might learn more by our mistakes than we do for when we get it right so just something to think about when you're doing this enough work is don't be be kind to yourself like of course you're going to get it wrong sometimes of course you're going to overdo it of course there's going to be times where maybe you underdo it as well and, and that's okay this is just all part of learning and then our T is for tracking progress. So we did our questionnaire for March last week. Um, so our quiz to, to track how our mindset's tracking. And then also for most of you, weighing yourself every day is a great way to track. Um, and then I also threw in this idea of if you wanted to, particularly if you're doing work around alcohol or sugar, that it could be really helpful to track. Um, oh, my tummy's rumbling. Um, track yeah like the num like the number of times you stick to your plan so so that you're having another metric to to keep track of um so that's just something to play around with but it's up to you of course whether you do that or not okay so now we get to talk about the wonderful world of emotions and feeling our feelings so I think with this, the thing to remember, like the thing that I'm really convinced is like the number one reason people overeat, it's always because they want to avoid feeling an emotion. Like there's really no other reason that drives it. It's like you want to, like we all on some level are avoiding feeling something that we don't want to feel. And the thing is that like, while like, you know, if you think about an emotional leader who's binging on a bag of cookies, like Yes, that can be a one manifestation of it, but it's not always so big and um, in our face. And actually, I think for most of us and most often, it's the more subtle feelings are the ones that drive us to overeat on a more regular basis. So yes, there's times where we're having bigger, big episodes, but but often it's like it's like the daily, like it's the little feeling. So it's like just feeling a bit uncomfortable or feeling a bit restless or I'm feeling a bit bored. Like, like those, it's those or a bit awkward, like those little, like not even really big negative emotions um, are what 
drive us to overeat. So like or not wanting to miss out. Like though that's like that, it's like it's not a really big painful thing. It's not like grief or you know humiliation, but it's like these little ones that that drive us to overeat. Or like that feeling of like I'm being wasteful if I'm leaving food on my plate. Like that. Um and so it's really good to just be aware of that, that it's these unconscious feelings and the thoughts behind the feelings. Um, like, cause if you remember back to our T acronym, like how our brains work, it's like um, T E A. So thoughts drive our emotions, drive our actions. So um, yeah, it's like, it's these, it's the thoughts that we're, and the feeling it's like when we're having these little uncomfortable feelings and the, those thoughts driving those, but it's those feelings that that drive us to buffer and ignore like our internal satiety cues. Um, so what exactly is emotional eating? So basically it's really just any eating to avoid feeling our emotions. So Brooke Castillo calls it um, buffering, which is where I first heard that term, which, which I think is a nice way because we like when a buffer ourselves with cotton wool we, we buffer ourselves with food so that we're having the experience of the food rather than and feeling that rather than feeling the experience of whatever emotion it is that um that we are trying to avoid and the thing with emotions is that they're just vibrations in our body so it's kind of crazy that humans have evolved and we do all these crazy things and we do all like these quite self-destructive things at times, like overeating, over shopping, over Facebooking. Um, and it all comes down to we just want to avoid feeling a vibration in our body. So it's, it's pretty trippy when you think about it from that perspective. And the thing with emotional eating is that it's totally nothing to be ashamed of. And because then if, you've, if you're eating and like overeating, and then you're adding shame and you're feeling shame of like thinking thoughts that make you feel shame over that, like that just adds to the, the net pile of negativity kind of thing. So then like we all do it as humans. It's kind of part of being human and that's okay. So you can actually decide now that you won't ever shame yourself again for anything that you ate. And I decided that a long time ago, a few years ago, and I, and I haven't, and I, like and just that removes so much of the negativity that goes along with emotional eating um and yeah like yeah like we sue's so saying yeah jules we humans are skilled at avoidance absolutely because that's what we have been taught when we're little like it's like distract them like you know the kids the kids crying like you know well look at this over here look at this toy like we're not taught to lean into our negative emotion so yeah, like the shame part though is totally a choice. And so you can decide now that you're not ever going to shame yourself for anything you ate. Because And what, what I offer you instead is the practice of being self-compassionate. So you can actually choose in the moment when you overeat something and you, you've had a big binge and you're feeling like you know, you're wishing you hadn't done it, rather than going down the shame part and telling yourself how hopeless you are and going down that negative thoughts loop just you can actually choose another another path and with that like just just being self-compassion so you like put like, like my self-compassion practice that I learned from my my sex coach actually um she's really big on this and it's so helpful is just 
you know, just putting your hand on your heart and just going like, of course, like, you know, of course you're feeling, you know, you're regretting any all that. And of course you feel upset about whatever. And, and just like, you're just, you're just human. Like you did that, you know, you're avoiding like negative emotion and that's okay. Like you can just speak kindly to yourself. And I think acknowledging that this is part of being human to mess up and to make mistakes and to do things that we later regret. It's just, it's such a, it's such a nicer way to be than to be in this like shame, self-hatred loop. So that's actually something you can choose, decide today to always lean into self-hatred. And if you ever notice yourself going back into the, the, the self-hatred spiral, it's, you can choose again in any moment to go, actually, that's not helpful. I don't do that anymore. And you can turn towards self-compassion and just being kind to yourself. And that's going to take a huge load of, of the, the negative feelings and it's going to make it like life so much better. And the other cool thing with self-compassion is that when you learn to be compassionate with yourself, it also helps you to be compassionate with other people because you can see, ah, oh, you know, when your kids do something really drives you crazy, like, you know, you spilling milk all over the floor. It's like, like, it just helps you go, oh, he didn't mean to do that. Like, you know, of course, you know, he's just a kid. Like it, just, it helps with your interactions with other humans as well. So it's like a bit of a bonus, bonus tip. It's a better relationship with yourself and it also helps with your relationships in the, in the world as well. So um, let's see. Oh, yeah, that was talking about shame. Um, yeah, and so what like the other thing to think about with emotional eating like sue was saying like we humans are well practiced at avoidance and and like if you think about it like of course we are and because it's been part of our evolution like from when we were babies like being soothed by the breast or the bottle more recently like that's a big part of how we are soothed as children's like children's as children and it, you know if any of you have had a screaming baby that like you know you've been breastfeeding it's just like you know, it's so soothing. It's so amazing for them, like that that thing, that switch. And the thing is that in the past, like as part of our evolution, like we, it didn't matter that we were soothed as, like that's how we learned, the only way we learned to soothe as children because when we became adults, there wasn't this abundance of food that we could just go and soothe ourselves with, with you know, 24-7 at the drop of a, you know, button. We didn't have refrigerators. So self-soothe, like soothing it, like using food in that way, emotional eating wasn't an option in for caveman or for prehistoric man or even you know, 18th century man, like when there was a food scarcity, it just it wasn't a problem. So it's only become a problem now because we have this food abundance. And so of course, like we've evolved for food to be soothing and like that's part of our like part of being human and part of being an animal is that food is soothing and that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Um, so, you know, there's a time and place to use food for comfort and there is a time and place to use, to like do, do that. The only problem is when it gets out of hand where there's a net negative effect, like when there's, it's like about the quantity <laughs> and the frequency and it's the same as like there's no bad foods. It's like just this idea that it's like how much we eat and how often we do this is really the thing that causes it to be a problem or not. Um, so, um, yeah, so the, that, that's basically what emotional eating is. Does anyone have any questions on what we're talking about here or like any thoughts coming up? 
so I always appreciate that you you share, share things. Um, I'll keep going. But yeah, if you do think of things as we're going through, like like please do share in the group um, in the chat. So now let's talk about like why we need negative emotion, like why we have negative emotion in the first place. Because you kind of like, oh, we just, we just wish we didn't have negative emotion. And actually, in actual fact, negative emotion is actually isn't bad. Um, and it actually is there to guide us. And so there's a few reasons for this. First of all, like it provides contrast. So if you're feeling happy all the time, like, like you just if that just becomes that we didn't ever feel sad the happiness that we experience would be like wouldn't have as much depth because we don't have we wouldn't have that contrast of feeling like having a bad day and feeling really sad and then like so it it would so negative emotion is helpful because it provides contrast um and the other reason that negative emotion is really helpful is that it gives us it's like a signal it's like a sensing system that guides us to when things are not right so it's it's like if you're really angry about something like that can be that's can be so helpful because that can fuel you to like if you're feeling like outraged about something like that negative emotion can actually fuel you to take action about on something or if you know um yeah like you're feeling annoyed with someone because of the way they're because they're not eating the beautiful food that you made for them say like that's that that annoyance that's actually can be helpful because it's like hang on do I need to set a boundary here like or am I doing too much like so in in a way like these negative emotions are just as helpful as positive ones because they guide us to know when things are not right or when things are not working so and there's times when we want to actually feel negative emotion like when when you love someone dearly and they die like imagine if we didn't have sadness and grief like imagine if it was just like oh yeah everyone's still happy like 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 you I want to grieve when my mom dies like I want to feel sad about her when I like I want to feel that sadness like because that's part of again like being the humanity but it's also like it just feels right to have that so I want you to come up with this like just come like does anyone have any resistance to this idea that that negative emotion can be helpful um stephanie's saying i never saw myself as an emotional leader but it turns out i can be absolutely stephanie and that's that was me as well so um yeah like for sure like i did like if you had have asked me in my 20s was i an emotional leader i would have said oh definitely not however then when my marriage fell apart and i was binging and then like even now like you know there's there are times where i'm drawn to food if i'm feeling um frustrated or you know angry or whatever so yeah yeah, Sue said, like, without hard times, the good times can be meaningless. So, yeah, thank you, Stephanie, for, like, saying, like, being open with that, like, saying that you you can be, and, like, there's totally nothing wrong, wrong with that. Um, um, feelings are for feeling. Oh, that's a beautiful one. So whoever's on iPhone said, is there something you quickly say to yourself that encourages self-compassion? Glennon Doyle has a quote feel, um, that feelings are for feeling. I often say that to myself. That like I love that one. I haven't heard that that quote before, but yeah, feelings are for feeling. Like when I usually, for me, um, whoever said that comment, the 
it's usually, and it's okay. So it's usually for me that what helps me drop into self-compassion is, of course, I'm feeling whatever. So I will go, oh, I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling bad. Of course, I'm feeling bad is, is my kind of go-to phrase. And that really just helps me connect with self-compassion. Or the other one that I really like is I'm feeling bad and that's okay. I'm feeling disappointed and that's okay, which is one I used on myself on Sunday morning <laughs> um, after I drank too much the day before. Like I was really disappointed with myself and I was like, I'm really disappointed. And I let myself feel disappointed and I was like, and that's okay. Like it's okay for me to feel disappointed. And I find like when you say, um, when you say like that's okay, then that just, it helps you connect to that self-compassion um yeah Meg's saying love it Jules I'm feeling x and that's okay yeah and then it just makes it it just reminds you of oh yeah like I'm a human having a human experience like yeah that's awesome um yeah and Jan's saying like sometimes figuring out what you're feeling like being lonely helps fix the problem yeah yes yeah like sometimes it can be helpful to name what the feeling is because that can also you go, oh, I'm feeling lonely. And then you go, oh, okay, well, I can do something about that because, yeah, and having a piece of chocolate cake isn't going to fix loneliness. Calling my friend or texting someone, like that's going to fix the loneliness. So, yeah, well, if you can get specific, I think that can be a helpful tool. But also for some people it can be really hard to access those, like to actually label, particularly if you're not very if you're new to like doing feeling stuff like um and you're like and it's good and some people are more feeling in, in their body and some people are more in their heads so I know I'm definitely more of a thinker in my head person and I'm getting better at accessing feelings in my body um however if you can't articulate it that's okay as well like yes if you can put a name exact name to the emotion that can be helpful however I think just um, just acknowledging I'm feeling bad and that's okay. Like that can be enough to make it a huge shift in how you feel. So um, that's that's a really yeah good point. I'm glad that came up. Okay, so that brings us nicely now to talk about um, like how we want to handle emotional eating. And basically, it comes down to first of all is that you know the idea here is that we want to get we want to practice this skill of learning to like feel our feelings. So as, as Glenn and Doyle said, feelings are for feeling um, rather than pushing them away, resisting them or buffering so that we are resisting them or avoiding them. And so the first kind of, there's, there's three A's to this. The, the first step is to just bring some awareness to what's going on. So, and particularly like and often we go unconscious when we emotionally eat so this can be tricky at first but it's, it, you will get there but you just want to whenever you notice oh hang on you know here I am head deep in a bag of cookies or whatever it is um just just noticing like just, so whenever you notice like a first one is just just paying attention so it's just being aware of what's going on so maybe it's like you know, you're trying, like you're wanting to stop when you've had enough, but you're still got food on your plate and you know you've had enough, but then there's this like, you know, you've got this awkwardness because everyone else is still eating. So just being aware, okay, I'm feeling awkward now. Um, and just having a pause. 
So that's really just awareness is just observing. And then, then the next thing you want to do is just like pause it, put a pause in. And just just because, so if like, you know, if you're in the middle of actually eating, like putting your cutlery down or putting the bag of cookies down, and just, I'm just going to have a pause from this. I can come back to it later. Like you don't want to tell yourself, oh, no, I'm going to stop because that can be too much of a step. But you just go, I'm just going to have a little pause and just, just get curious about this. And, and then, so when you have your pause, that's when you can ask, like, what am I feeling right now? Or what am I noticing? And then just getting curious. And if you can name it, like, yes, like, oh, I'm feeling lonely. Yeah. Um, so that's the first A is just awareness and bringing awareness to what it is that you're feeling. Or I'm feeling you know, a bit awkward here because everyone else is still eating and I know I'm full, but I kind of want more and I'm feeling, this, you know, ambivalence, like whatever the feeling is. I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling like, you know, afraid or whatever it, it is. Just you want to pause and just name it. And then maybe you want to go back to eating. Like if, it, if that can be at, the, at first, like just pausing and, and bringing awareness and then maybe you want to go back to eating and that's okay. Um, but when you're ready for the next step, the second step is acceptance and that's when this self-compassion piece come in, comes in where like it's okay for me to feel angry, sad, scared or as we said before, like, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling angry and that's okay. I feel really angry and that's okay. My children are driving in grossing, I'm like irate and that's okay. And just that uh, that's okay really softens it. Um, so that that's that's a that's a really good one. oh thank you meg's posted a um a feelings wheel i linked to that so i'll link to that in the um in the in the notes but that can be a helpful resource when you're doing this to like print out a a list and there's another one as well that sarah had shared with the group so there is one in the resources section i think um but it can be helpful to print out that out and just read through to familiarize yourself with the names of all the different emotions um yeah so awareness and then this acceptance piece or, or self-compassion piece of like it's okay it's like I'm feeling this and just accepting what is it's like I'm feeling this and it's okay and it might be it's like your, your practice might be like I'm feeling angry and feelings are for feeling so so that's okay um and then another piece part with acceptance I that I find really helpful is just to remind yourself that I can handle this I can handle this like whatever it is it doesn't feel nice but it, you know, just this thought of it's not going to kill me. I can, I can feel angry and it's going to be okay. Um, and also with this, I've got a note here, just remembering that um, with this acceptance piece, it's also really helpful to be able to accept other people's negative emotion as well because that's how we learn to be, like, differentiated. And, um, and that it can be really, like, of course we want to do the work on ourselves, but also, like, learning the skill of what of, of being okay with like our family and our loved ones for them to feel negative emotion I think this is a really helpful thing as a parent because our instinct is to want to protect them and for them not to feel negative emotion so distract them and you know help them avoid it and that's not teaching them the skill of learning how to handle negative emotion because we're not giving them the practice at learning to to experience it so what we want to do with with ourselves the acceptance piece goes for ourselves but it also is really helpful for if our 
kids feeling sad or humiliated or really angry with you or pissed off, whatever, like accepting and just remind yourself it's okay for them to feel sad. It's okay for them. And I even take it, it's good for them to feel angry. It's good for them to feel disappointed. This is them learning about negative emotion. And isn't that good? Um, so that's, that's a side bit, but just be mindful of for those of you that are parents or like with your partner, like sometimes, um, <laughs> she's saying whoops Jules I still want to protect both my kids and they're both over 50 <laughs> uh, you can you, you're welcome to like protect them as well if you like so like, it's, it's that's a, that's a choice but maybe it might, it might be time for some to, like it's kind of like tough love like you know or it's actually not tough like it, it can be quite soft and and can self-compassionate as compassionate as well and the cool thing is like I guess it's never too late to start Sue but also like like it like you're sending that message when you're okay with someone else feeling feeling sad you're sending this message of support to them that this is okay for you to feel this I know you've got this I know you you can handle this and it's just you're actually actually you accepting them helps to build their confidence so um yeah it might be something to think about Sue like in your parenting I guess in, like you're always we always parent hey so even when they're even when they're over 50 that you know that might be something to experiment with, like letting them feel whatever they're feeling and and being okay with that. Because it, it and but it's coming from this place of I'm 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 supporting you. I I know you can handle it. Um, yeah. So that's that's how we we handle. It's like awareness, accepting what is, and and then of course the action come come in so then you can decide what you want to do next like do you want to eat more like is that like i think a good question to to guide yourself here is like what's going to be kind how can i be kind to myself right now and you know maybe it is to to go back to the food maybe it is to um to just maybe to get your journal out or to do or to find a new action or maybe it's just to sit with it for a little bit more or maybe it's to do something self-soothing that's going to um, help you change. But you know, you'll, yeah, you you we'll, we'll go into more options for how like actions soon. But just at the very beginning, we just want to bring awareness, and then when you get from awareness, like getting to acceptance, is kind of the next next piece of the puzzle. Okay. <laughs> Sarah said don't listen to them Sue everyone needs someone to fuss over them <laughs> oh that's so cute oh Stephanie say I'm 45 and I still need my mommy oh you're so lucky to have her Stephanie enjoy that um yeah yeah great okay so now we're going to do a little bit of an exercise and this is just to practice because so much of us spend so much of our time walking around the world in our heads thinking 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 and we don't spend very much time in our bodies actually feeling so then when we are we particularly like to so them the only time is like you know we've got all this negative emotion going on and so our experience of feeling feelings is a bit fraught so we want to do an exercise now hopefully you're feeling fairly calm or calm or neutral or maybe you're feeling happy excited whatever or if you're feeling sad like that's good too um and we're just going to do an exercise where i'm going to get you to like we're going to close our eyes so 
And we're going to just spend like two minutes just feeling and breathing. So, um, and it's all the, the, what I want you to do is like close your eyes and obviously not if you're driving and just, just tune into your body and just like close your, like, just think like, what am I noticing? What can I notice here? So I'm like, you know, noticing my neck feels a bit tight again. Um, I need to work on my posture like, and just, we're just going to take a few breaths to just breathing in and just, just seeing like what is here. And maybe if you like, a thought might be coming up about like, there might be a label, there might be an emotion. But if there's not, it's okay. Okay, let's take one more breath. And so this, this exercise, like you can do that at any point in time. And if you want to get us started on doing this emotions work, um, feelings work, then if you wanted to as an optional bonus homework, like finding a couple of one time a day or a couple of times in your day to just close your eyes. And even if it's just for 30 seconds and just do that, like breathe and just, not, just ask yourself, like, what am I noticing can be a really good um, introduction to starting to tune into your body and your, the vibrations and feeling those emotions. So actually, um, so you can, we'll come back to this exercise again in the future, but just know that that's something that you can do. So, just type in the chat and let me know like how did you find that exercise and what feelings came up for you like what thoughts did you or what what feelings did you notice so I was feeling quite energized because I often am when I'm when I'm speaking but I was then I also had this like really beautiful sense of calm like I could hear this rain outside and it felt really nice nice for me so does anyone else want to share their emotions like what they were feeling yeah, and Lisa's saying most with physical feelings because I'm tired. Yeah, of course it's getting late for you guys. Yeah, it's the end of a long day, of course. And that's and and that's cool. Like it can be emotions and physical feelings. So Stephanie said she was feeling physical discomfort, but also gratitude for my husband. So yeah, see, it's interesting that we can have that physical, noticing the physical as well. And it's like just being tuned into the your body is is a really great way to practice awareness. Okay, so Nancy was feeling disappointed, but I'm not sure why. Yeah, and that's okay, Nancy, like I'm feeling disappointed. And that's okay, actually. Um, I actually have a thing on my um, computer, like disappointment's one of my common, common negative emotions that I go to, particularly like with business. And um, so I actually have a note on my computer, Nancy, that like it's safe for me to feel disappointed. So. That might be a thought that you might like to play around with. Um, yeah, great. Um, just reading, tightness in my shoulders, said Meg, headache, 
self-forgiving for feeling angry at work today. Yeah, that's beautiful. Jane's saying it's feeling muscles after a swim this morning. Yeah. And that's, pardon me, when we do this work, like it's great to like that checking in with our body and feeling the physical feelings, like that, acknowledging that can be also really helpful. Um, Karen was saying she was, I'm feeling quite overwhelmed with everything at the moment. Yes. Yeah. And that it was good just to sit still with the constant commentary in my head and just be for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's when you're in overwhelm, like that's a, it's a particularly good time to take a break and just have that little check-in with your body. Um, yeah, Karen. And, and just this, and even just acknowledging I'm feeling overwhelmed and that's okay. Like that can just take a huge weight off. So Okay. Um, okay. So let's see. What else did I want to talk to you guys about today? Oh yeah. So so with like this feelings work, um, after like that exercise of feeling and breathing, I think it's a particularly helpful one for soothing yourself. But there's also other things that you can do, and I think it's helpful. We'll, we're going to do a big piece of this, but just it might be it's helpful now to just to think about like what are some ac actions that you can take when you know that you're in this like when you're feeling negative like what can you do to soothe yourself um so for me like it's things like and actually with, there's a resource in circle that's um a list of self-soothing ideas that we brainstormed um as part of a previous session last like, a couple of months ago um, so there's a really good list in the resources section of um, ways to soothe ourselves without food. So if you're curious to and you feel like you're ready to do some work around this, like going through that list can be helpful. But it was things like, um, and actually, if anyone has any ideas of how or like has any tools that they currently use to soothe themselves, like post in the in the chat because that would be really like that's I'm always looking to add to that or um and also if you notice when you're reading that if you're in circle and you're looking at that resources page definitely thank you Caroline's posted the link to that um definitely post in the comments if you think of something else but you know journaling is really is one of my go-tos if I'm feeling if I've got stuff to process because I guess like the thought being more brain thought process that feels really good going for a walk hot shower bath you know Making a quad of tea is another one of my, my go-tos. Um, Aideen's saying bath, shower, swim. Yeah, like water, being around water. Looking at water can be calming like and soothing. Um, just doing that exercise of breathing and feeling and checking in can be helpful. Or you can actually get, um, you know, there's actually more structured breathing you can do. There's like um, the four, seven, eight breath. Um, so there's an app that has that. Sarah's saying a sing. Yes, yes, singing can be great. Lisa's saying um, walk or pat the dogs. Yeah, connecting with animals, connecting with like touch can be a really soothing thing. Like sometimes like, you know, I just my Irishman's on the couch and just go around and like sit on the couch and hug into him. Like that, that can be a really nice thing. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Um, yeah, some connect, like reaching out, like sending someone your message that you care about, like particularly if it's a loneliness thing or um, also dropping into gratitude, which I think Sarah mentioned before, is like when you're like when you're in that, that you can actually choose to think, well, hang on, like this is really bad, 
but what can I also like what can I also appreciate about this moment or what can I be grateful for right now like that can be a a good little self-coaching thing that can make you feel calm Um, I think like having a mantra or having some intentional thoughts that you think is a really key one for me, particularly in the middle of the night, if you wake up and you're freaking out. Um, So my go-to thought there is like, I always solve my problems. And I just, that's my thought that like when I'm freaking out, I always solve my problems. I just remind myself that. And it just connects me with all the, all the tough things and all the obstacles that I've overcome in my life. So I find that super helpful. Or another one that I find helpful is um, is I can handle this. Like that can be a really just reminding yourself, like this feels awful and I can handle this. Like that can be another really, really useful thought. So, okay. So how are we going? Has anyone got any questions, any comments, any, just have a look through the chat here. Yeah, so if you wanted to um, like add in like to the enough challenge, if you wanted to add an extra layer, <clears throat> layer to that, just and, and I, I'm going to do that, do this this week. Is just like before you start eating your intentional meal, like just checking, doing that little like a thirty second feel and breathe. So just what am I noticing, and just taking a couple of breaths you don't have to close your eyes but if you can if that's helpful or just yeah so what am I noticing or what am I feeling um uh, Denise is going so to stop emotional eating what do you what do you do excellent question Denise so this is the steps Denise so you want to bring awareness to it so you want to like first of all you want to notice or hang on I'm feeling something I'm emotionally eating so I'm going to pause and just get curious about what it is. So it's awareness, like bring awareness to it. And then the second is acceptance. So just this idea of like, it's okay that I'm feeling whatever it is and and like coaching yourself in that moment. And then it's like, from there you, you take action, Denise. So, and that can be one of these self-soothing activities or it might be that you decide to eat more, or it might be that you just sit with it. So does that make sense to me? So that's that's how we stop emotional eating is by feeling feeling it's I'm glad that so glad you asked that question. So yeah, it's because I don't know if I was super clear with that. It's so really at the heart of it, like the the high level, what we do is instead of eat, we feel the feelings. So, but the way we get to doing that is like. If you're not aware that you're even doing it, you can't feel the feelings. You have to, you have to bring awareness to it. So that's why we want to pause, check in, with, like, and do that thing of asking what I'm feeling, like getting curious and finding it out. And then just, if you can, just feeling it, like, and accepting it. And sometimes that's enough, Denise, to stop. Like, sometimes it's like you bring awareness, you accept it, like, um, like Jan's example of like, I'm feeling lonely and just, just, and sometimes just the, the, that simple thought and just acknowledging I'm feeling lonely and that's okay. It makes the chocolate cake that you were about to eat or the chocolate cake that you're halfway through, like it makes it seem less attractive because you like realize that this chocolate cake isn't going to fix my emotional pain. What is going to fix my emotional pain? Me being okay with it. And then also maybe I can call a friend, like, so that's, that's really at the heart of it. So 
thank you, Denise, for asking that question. So that's that's what we do. Excellent. Is anyone else feeling a bit like, oh, Jules, what's this emotion stuff? Like, because it, it's a big concept, and for some of us, it's really new. Um, so yeah, just type if you're still feeling a bit, or is it feeling clear? If that, if it feels clear and like, it's one thing to understand intellectually. Of course, it's another thing in the moment. Um, yeah of course so yeah like um doing something with your hands can be helpful for sure for sure um oh and actually i just noticed i didn't talk about stress eating yeah right so jen's saying time is a factor i can inhale a bowl of ice cream in a fraction of the time that i can take a shower true jen true so um Yes. Okay. That's it. So there's an underlying thought there about like you need to be efficient in in getting rid of like going through this 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 um this thing. So like yeah, I think just that's an interesting observation, Jen. Of like, do you why do you why does why is time important if you're if you're feeling bad? Like why? What's the hurry to get out of it? And I guess and that just comes from this idea that it's bad to feel negative emotion and that we should be wanting to spend as little time as possible in negative emotion. And I think the more you can come around to this idea of that it's okay to feel negative emotion, that we don't want to be rushing out of it, like there's something here for me to learn, then the less that inhaling that bowl of ice cream feels appealing. And Brooke Castillo, she talks about like her theory is that life should be 50-50, like that as a human we are designed to be half the time feeling good emotion and half the time feeling negative emotion. I think for me, it's probably more like a 70-30 split, but, you know, um, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, Sarah's saying, like, the faster I eat, the less time there is to reflect on what I'm doing and consider the consequences. Yeah, of course. And definitely there can be a part of that wanting to eat quickly because it's like, oh, her guards, particularly if you've been restricting and there's like an, um, a psychological component to the hunger. So if you don't normally have ice cream and then all of a sudden you're binging on ice cream, there can be sometimes the, the like that binging behavior isn't just emotion, an emotional eating response. Sometimes it's, there's, it's a mixture of emotional eating and also psychological eating because you're like, well, she doesn't normally let us have, your body's kind of like, she doesn't normally let us have ice cream. We've got to eat as quickly as we can to like get the most out of this, like, you know, to enjoy the most because she's going to go back to restricting soon. So um, that's just, yeah, Jen, something to, and Sarah as well, like just something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Dee's saying, yeah, also we can have some quick self-soothing action. So three deep, deep breaths, yeah, or yep, or one, just even one deep breath, or even just closing your eyes for a second. Like all these things are helpful. Um, awesome. Well, that was a great session, everyone. Thank you for the the input. Um, I guess we might wrap up wrap up there. So um, we will catch you next week. We're going to be talking about can't remember <laughs> um something else to do around the enough challenge anyway um and we'll get get time for some coaching so actually between now and then if you like check in with how you're going with the enough challenge and um if you're going to need coaching next week that would be fantastic okay have a gorgeous gorgeous week everyone it's my half birthday today so time for me to celebrate okay bye everyone take care